are we there yet? ACL reconstruction uh, is a successful, and it has been successful to restore knee stability, but the surgical outcomes can be compromised by poor biological healing responses. In fact, these healing responses include inflammation, repopulation of healing cells into the tendon graft, bone tendon junction healing inside tunnels, and the reorganization of collagen matrix at the graft mid-substance. In fact, if the graft does not, what's been argued is the graft itself does not heal. Um, and what it is, it's more of a remodeling process influenced by regional responses to grafting. We're gonna learn about this and much, much more from someone who I believe is easily a world authority and more importantly, a respected colleague and friend around the world. We are very, very lucky today uh, at OE Events to be able to share with you um, insights from Professor Patrick Jung, uh, who is the Professor and Chairman of the Department of Orthopedics and Traumatology, Head of the Sports Medicine Team at the Chinese University of Hong Kong. It is with great pleasure that I invite you and welcome you today, Patrick. Hi, Mo. Um, good morning. Uh, thanks. Good morning for you and uh, good evening and good afternoon for other, other people so attending this. Um, uh, you know, what, what I say is more like in-house discussions within the friends Correct. groups and um, interested uh, partners, right? So uh, my, my honor to, to be here uh, to, to share with you some of uh, our little works on the, this area regarding the biological enhancement of ACL reconstructions. Are we there yet? Uh, simply because we, we, we still have a lot of, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, problems, uh, questions around this area. Right. But um, uh, my honor to have uh, the invitations of my colleagues and my good friends, uh, Dr. Blumafu, is the research associate uh, working in the same department with me. And essentially, he's helping me to in uh, taking care of all this um, uh, basic science and translational research in um, uh, ACL reconstructions. Right. So um, he did a lot of works uh, in Hong Kong uh, in this areas. So, uh, um, they are started by Bloomer, right? So uh, right. My, my 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 great pleasure to have him with us tonight and uh, and today, right? <laughs> okay. So, uh, if you allowed, I would like to start my presentation. Is that okay? Please. So I would like to share my screen. Um, good. So. Can you see my slides, right? We can. Yep. Yeah. Let me let me go back to. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So um, I'm going to start, right? So today I'm going to talk about the biological enhancement of ACL reconstruction. So um, I'm presenting on behalf of uh, my team, uh, including the guest today, Dr. Brumafu, and one of my PhD students, Ms. Yao Shi Yi. Um, she's working on the same topic um, uh, with me, right? Well, this is our university. I think uh, uh, Mo has been with us um, several times, um, the Chinese University of Hong Kong. So, and we have a teaching hospital, which is the Prince of Wales Hospital. The one on the top right-hand corner is our newly built uh, private hospital, the first one and the only one in Hong Kong, solely owned by the University Faculty of Medicine of the CHK, so which will be incorporating um, clinical research and educational surveys by the end of this year, right? Um, well, today I'm going to talk about ACL, right? Um, essentially, I'm a sports trauma surgeon. Um, so one of my major work is dealing with this anterior crochet ligaments, right? Um, well, just give you a little bit of figures how common it is in Hong Kong and around the world. 
In Hong Kong, roughly, we are talking about 5,000 cases of ACL reconstructions um, being operated in Hong Kong per year. And indeed, this is the, one of the most commonest elective orthopedic operations um, in hospitals. And all around the world, uh, I think, uh, including Americans and, and China and Europe and so on, we have roughly estimated that it's about a million case of ACL surgeries being done over the world per year. So it's quite a huge number. Well, if you look back into literature, the result of conventional ACL reconstruction successful rate is roughly about 70 to 97 percent. It seems to be quite well, but bear in mind that this is a so commonly performed procedure. If you look at the other way, that means that the fatal weight is roughly about 10, 20 percent, right? So such a very commonly performed procedure with a fatal rate, like for example, re-rupture, or about 10 to 20 percent, uh, we, we are not that satisfied with this, right? There are lots of reasons uh, you know, leading to this relatively unsatisfactory successful rate because uh, people are still talking about what is the best surgical method for that, how to enhance the healing of the graft even you put in well and fix it well, and how about later on rehabilitations still debatable, and then how to assess the outcome of treatment and the guideline for return to play after the ACL reconstructions and not to talk about nowadays, uh, people talk a lot about the injury prevention program. Now, those are the current hot issues in orthopedic sports medicine around the ACL. And essentially, all these problems are the research gaps that our academic uh, surgeons want to look at that, right? Well, um, this is a group. Um, just last summer in Pittsburgh, uh, Freddie, Professor Freddie Foods, uh, invited uh, about 40 surgeons around the world to come over to Pittsburgh and then attend this ACL consensus symposium. And we discuss about the different issues sitting together in-house close meeting for all the hot topics, difficulties in ACL reconstructions, from reconstructions, healing, and later on rehabilitations. What we think important is that, right, we need to fix well the surgery, and then the graft inside needs to heal well. And finally, we have to rehabilitation well so as to have a good outcome. Now, today, we are not talking about the surgical side, nor the rehabilitation side, but a very, also very important issue is about the healing of the graft, right? Let me bring you through the different stages of graft healing after you put in the ACL tendon, for example, a hamstring tendon inside the knee joint, right? Well, some, there are some problems that can happen. For example, the synovial fluid may get entrapped inside a bone tunnel and affect the healing. So that's why surgeons think about remnant preservation surgery. And the tendon bone healing will be compromised because of tendon, you know, uh, graft motions or tendon widening. So people think about better fixation method. But even more important, we think that when you put in the graft, the graft needs to heal inside a tunnel and also change to become a ligaments inside the joint. And they go through different stages. So that's why all these stages can be compromised because of the hostile environment inside the knee joint and we need substance to improve this hostile environment and improve the healing response. So now, gentlemen, Ray, what are the evidence so far and what have we done in Hong Kong? So in the coming like 20 minutes, I'm going to bring you through all some of the evidence so far we have, right? This is a systematic review that our group published uh, in OJSM uh, several years back, uh, reviewing some clinical studies and animal studies regarding biological moderations of ACL reconstructions, right? Another paper published last, uh, about two years back about the different kinds of biological enhancements 
in ACL repair. Well, essentially, the conclusion is that the efficacies of clinical application of biological enhancement nowadays is still very inconclusive right? from uh, the two papers that we reviewed. If you look back into the different papers as shown here, which not talking about animal studies, but specifically on clinical trials and all this, some say yes, some say no in terms of the positive, in terms of biological enhancement for ACL reconstructions. Well, there are lots of problems that we have to think about if you are going to put in something to enhance the ACL healing. We call it biological factors. First of all, what are the source of these factors? Well, you can't just get exogenous factors every day. Can we mobilize some endogenous one inside your body? And how to deliver these biological factors into the potential area that you want to enhance inside the joint, into the tunnel, and so on. And how to retain and localize all these good factors around the area that you want it to action. Right? So those are the problems that we need to think about. So how can we enhance the healing, right? Now, I just want to briefly, very quickly bring you through the different stages of ACL graft healing. After you put in the graft, you fix it well, and then initially there's an angry inflammatory phase. And then later on, the blood vessels comes in, the graft remodels, and then we will go through the ligamentization and become a ligaments inside the new joint after one to one and a half years. So the initial stages, the graft needs to survive with the hostile environment. And then later on, we, give, we need to give a good environment for, he, for it to remodel into the ligament. Now, those are the key stages of how the graft behaves inside the knee, right? So, in, in, in this, um, from some of our previous work, we found out that, right, inside the tunnel, the poor, poor tunnel bone qualities can compromise the graft healing. And also, there are other factors that can lead to poor graft incorporation. For example, cyanide fruit in going into the tunnel and so on. And inside the knee joint, the intraticular graph, the intraticular part, the graph will maybe degenerate and that may compromise the decumentization process. Those are the hostile negative environments that may affect the graph healing. So if we really want to enhance the healing, we would think about two different strategies. Number one is that we understand that there's a very inflammatory angry phases that we need to go through. So we want to decrease these stages you, uh, this inflammatory stages or reducing the effects of these angry stages. On the other hand, later on, when the graph, when the blood vessels comes in, the graph remodel and become a ligaments and, and, and also further bone tendon healing, we want to increase the positive factors of this graph remodeling. So there are two different ways that we can approach it. Also attacking, attacking the, the ligaments uh, inside the knee joint as well as inside the tunnel, right? So indeed, this is not just what we think about. There are other researchers agreeing with the approach, right? By accelerating the bone tendon healing as well as the intraarticular ligamentization, probably we can uh, allow the patient to go back to sports earlier and safer. So with this, we start with some animal studies first because we, we, we really want to make sure that it's safe and doable and then translate into human being. And before that, we need to establish our animal models, right? And then later on, we start the product development to try to target of this, you know, uh, uh, biological process enhancement. So th this is our uh, way of developing uh, our uh, animal models in uh, ACL surgery. And indeed, uh, nowadays, a lot of uh, different centers have been using these same models, right? You reduce red, 
And so uh, we harvest the fresh tendons over the leg and then drill the tunnels and then fix it. And then we, we, and then we look at the result, right? So this is the animal model that we have built on our own. Now, after you bring, fix the ACL in the animal models, you need to assess the outcomes, whether it is good or not. So how to measure the healing process? In human being, we use different ways, either the MRI to look at the graft maturity, revascularizations, integrity, and the tendon bone interface healing. And a lot of people also use CT scans to measure the tunnel widening as well as the bone, uh, 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 bone tendons infiltration and so on. Our Japanese group of friends, Professor Michio Oichi, um, look at the sinophil coverage to try to document and measure the healing process clinically un under arthroscopy. Koshishino, another Japanese surgeon, indeed, almost 20 years back, already developed uh, a, a probe, a laser probe to try to measure those surface blood flow of the reconstructed ACL. So those are different ways that you want to see whether the graph heals quite well or not, right? Well, you can see in the patients, we have these different outcome measures, MRI, CTs, clinical rupture or not, elasticity, functional outcome. If we want to know whether our strategy is good or not, we need to be able to assess our animal models. So that's why over the years, we developed different our own strategies to measure the outcomes of the of the animal models, either look at the histologies and also the low to failure test to test for the, the laxities and also functional analysis using a gate analysis. Right? So this is how we test the mechanical test for the stability and the strength of the reconstructed ACL and also the pull-out graph tests. And also we want to assess the function of the animals. We can't ask the animals for IKDC, or, or, or the others, a LICOM score and so on. So we try to assess how painful they are after the surgery and we have this limbs idolus index being developed, right? Now it has been quite commonly used by others uh, researchers. Also, we look at the tendon healings inside the tunnels by looking at the micro CT as well as the histological, uh, you know, sacrificing the tunnel tendons and look at the histology. So those are the well, outcome measures that we develop on our animal models with the propagations as shown here by our team. Now, after developing the model, we look at strategies to try to enhance the healing now in the animals. Right? So as I mentioned, we want to decrease the graph degradations while we want to enhance the graph remodeling. So how to do that? We think about if we can like those cosmetic surgeons and so on to give a magic solutions to rejuvenize you know, your skin and so on. So, so that we want to make it simple, easy applications. Can we try to inject some things you know, into the knee joints during or after the operations so, so that this magic solutions can enhance the graft healing? So we think of different strategies using biomaterials, biologics and cells, right? So today I'm going to bring you through this, right? Biomaterials, right? We have advocated to use, uh, develop our own biodegradable magnesium interference screws, which is soft, absorbable, and, and can enhance the bone tendon healings inside the tunnels. Moreover, we also prepare and develop some magnesium sutures to try to braid the tendon, which a lot of surgeons used to do that, to, to, to prepare the tendon graft. And then and we understand that this magnesium suture can enhance the bone tendon healing 
it shows in different studies. So we do this on the animals, right? And fix it and put it into the knee joint. And then later on, um, with collaboration with our friends from Utrecht, we develop a so-called smart sleep. What does that mean? Well, we want to develop something to cover the tendon graph, which can develop, which can attract some endogenous growth factors to the respective area that we want the growth factors to be there. As we understand, those growth factors inside the tunnel needed for enhancement of bone tendon healing is different from the growth factors for enhancement of the ligamentization process inside the joint. So we develop this growth factor specific binding peptide protein to develop a bioactive beams that can bind specific endogenous growth factors from the surrounding uh, environment. And we create this into a bioactive beams, wrap it around the tendon. So for example, the beams around the bone tendon tunnel is absorbing the BMP endogenously while the beams wrapping around the intraticular bark is attracting the TGF. So we have finished some uh, we have finished animal studies and published and shows a positive effect. Now we are moving towards the directions to manufacturers into a clinical applicable films that can be used in the clinical environment. How about manipulating the cells to enhance the healing of the ACL? I think uh, people are talking about stem cell therapies, and this we want to go back about six years back. Uh, uh, talking about the applications, animal studies and human study. At that time, they think that it is not ready yet, right? Um, another papers looking at uh, looking at like porcine models. So also at that time didn't show any positive significant effect on using MSCs to enhance the ACL graft healing. Our friend Professor Rasuki Kuruta and Masa uh, Kurosaka has developed the use of ACL remnant cells. Um, and on, but this has been done only on the, for the RECs, right? And found that it has a positive effect for those young patients, young patients only, right? And a few years back, our team has developed our own tendon-derived stem cells. And then we prepared that this tendon-derived stem cells into a cell sheet that can wrap around the tendon. And in animal studies, we found out that this wrapping around the tendon can enhance the bone tendon healing, right? But I have to admit that it is not easy to translate into clinical applications because the film is so fragile and, and then uh, you can easily you know, damage that in, in a real human being application. So we are still struggling with the clinical translation. And we published our research in AJSM a few years back, right? Finally, I want to talk about biologics, right? Um, Freddie has talked about the and inclusions of using fibrin cords to enhance the graft healings inside the tunnel. And then, well, at that time, they shows that, well, well there's some improve in the signal intensity uh, on, of the graft inside the MRI in human being, clinical studies. But probably, well, they still can't really prove that this is a significant enhancement of the healing or not. So, but that is indicated indirectly that may enhance the graft healing and maturation using a fibrin cords, right? Similarly, fibrin cloth, we think about nowadays PRP, right? So different people are talking about using PRP to enhance different biological enhancement of healing of different soft tissues. And we tr we've proven that it has been useful to help to enhance the bone tendon healings in animal studies. But the problem is that we can't repeatedly inject the PRP, you know, over the like six months, nine months of rehabilitations. 
So we think about how to slowly release this PLP. So we develop the, the uh, uh, inclusion of the PLP into the hydrogel so as to allow some slow release of that, right? Well, um, indeed, uh, this is a systematic review about the usage of PLP in ACL reconstructions, just published very, very recently. And this is a current level one evidence. Sims didn't support the use of PLP to improve the graft healing. Indeed, uh, Mohit and myself uh, have collaborated to publish uh, PLP applications in orthopedics, right? It seems that while it has been shown to be in some cases or some applications uh, good in reducing the pain, but the clinical significant efficiency is still very limited, right? Well, we have also targeted to try to use other ways of biologics to enhance the bone tendon healing. For example, we all use about we all know about this bisphosphonate in treatment of osteoporosis. We use allergenate to try to enhance the bone qualities of the tunnel and has been proven to be able to enhance the bone tendon healing. And similarly, in particular part, we also want to improve the graft maturations and so on. GHK Cooper has been well known to be used in some cosmetic or plastic surgeons or some cosmetics, right? To decrease the oxidations and also improve the rejuvenations of those uh, uh, collagens. So we have been shown to prove that the application of JK coupons can promote the graft remodeling and incorporations and ligamentizations. But again, we face the difficulty of that we can't sustain or continuously inject this JK Cooper. So that's why, again, we applied into hydrogel to have a slow release, a temperature sensitive hydrogel application so that it can slowly release this GHK Coopers inside the knee joint. Recently, we also think about how to decrease the very angry initial uh, inflammatory stages of degradation of the graft. So we put in vitamin C irrigations, right? And we have been proven in animal studies that this is able to decrease the graft degradations and enhance the graft healing. And now we are in the, uh, um, this is the uh, animal trial, uh, animal studies, and now we are entering the stage of clinical studies to include this vitamin C um, uh, into our irrigation, CNI educations in while we are doing the ACL reconstructions. Now, ladies and gentlemen, those are what the works we have done, including all this like intraoperative and postoperative applications of these magic solutions in different ways to try to biologically enhance the ACL graft healing. And we also published a systematic review of all this. And if you are interested, you'll always go back to this. Apart from all these biological interventions, we also think about how to enhance the graft healing even after, after the surgery. So there are different ways that we have trial, including some clinical trials or physical enhancement of the graft healing, like using shockwave, ultrasound, functional electrical simulations, such as shown here on animal studies and also shockwave and so on in clinical studies. So ladies and gentlemen, just want to go back to our very original questions. Is this biological enhancements of ACL reconstructions, are we ready yet? Are we there yet? I think as you can see from my presentation over the past 20 minutes, we still have a lot of difficulties, especially on this biological enhancement, how to deliver this biological practice to the place that you want to that to be there, contain it, localize it, and it can also add on at the appropriate time and appropriate place. So it's called, called talk about the spatial and the temporal, you know, uh, factors that we need to think about. I've shown this slide before. 
the source is an issue, if you can mobilize those endogenous biological factors, that will be good. How to deliver it? You can't, ACL is a very keyhole mineral invasive surgery. You can't open it up in order, open up the knee joint in order to put in these biological factors, right? And how to retain it and localize it is also an applications problem that all the surgeons need to think about it. And that's the, one of the obstacles that we have been facing over the past like 10, 20 years in this area. So ladies and gentlemen, I just want to conclude that well, there are lots of challenges in managing ACLs. As I mentioned, enhancements of the graft healings biologically is one of the challenge, but this is the direction that we really want to do more through basic science, clinical and translational researches from the bench to the field to solve these problems. So with that, I would like to thank my research teams and particularly uh, Bloomer over the years in all this, uh, you know, uh, support for all these different kinds of research. So thank you very much.